Welcome to Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics, the law, and a lot of things in between. I'm your host, Loyal Law School professor Jessica Levinson. Now, to say that this week has been a tragic week would be an enormous understatement. And I want to say right off the bat, this episode is not going to focus on the mass murder of children in their school in Texas. This episode, for a whole host of reasons, is going to focus on an entirely different legal issue. We're going to talk about whether or not people who engaged in a rebellion or an insurrection can be barred from serving in Congress. Now, you might feel like, of course they should be, but the legal question here is actually a little bit more complicated. I think the answer is still yes, but let's talk about that legal question and the political implications here. So what we're really talking about is the 14th Amendment enacted after the Civil War famously has the Equal Protection Clause, the Due Process Clause, and a lesser known clause that basically says, Look, if you try to engage in a rebellion or you tried to overthrow our government or provided aid to people who did, we don't think you should hold higher office. Now, I'm paraphrasing here, but let's talk about the force and effect that this actually has in modern life. And let's talk about what we're talking about, which is citizens have sued to get certain members of Congress, Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina and Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, disqualified from the ballot because of things that they said leading up to the insurrection in the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Now, we've talked about the suit regarding Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia on a previous episode. That suit appears not to be going anywhere for reasons that we talked about, which is that challengers are having a hard time drawing a line between statements that Marjorie Taylor Greene made in support of people who were challenging the election and what actually happened in the Capitol on January 6th. But what about the suit regarding Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina? That suit at least looks like it's moving forward. Now, it doesn't have huge implications for Cawthorn because he lost the primary election, but it does have legal implications and political implications for others going forward. Now, the question that suit is whether Cawthorn can potentially be barred under the 14th Amendment from holding federal office, as I said briefly before. The answer in this case should be and looks like it will be yes. So this week, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals did conclude that if Madison engaged in a rebellion or an insurrection, that he in fact could be barred from holding federal office. It doesn't say he did. This was not a court decision that said Madison Cawthorn engaged in a rebellion or an insurrection. It's all about if he did, what happens next. Now, you might be saying to me, this really should fall under the category of we shouldn't need a court ruling to tell us this. That the possibility that a person looking to be a federal representative might have tried to institute an insurrection in our country should be frankly disqualifying in the minds of voters. And yet it looks like that might not always be the case. And so here we are arguing about whether or not the law disqualifies them. Now, what did Cawthorn do? He spoke at a rally near the Capitol, that famous rally near the Capitol on January 6, 
2021. And it's the rally that directly preceded the insurrection at the Capitol, where Congress had convened to let's remember what they were doing, certifying Joe Biden's win over then President Donald Trump. Now, Cawthorn, knowingly or not, lied to crowds. He told them that there had been massive election fraud and that Democrats were trying to silence them. We've talked about this before. There was no massive election fraud in the 2020 election. Now, in response to what Cawthorn said, we know that a group of voters and activists have argued that under the Constitution, his actions made him legally ineligible for office. He responded with a suit of his own saying, no, I must be on the ballot. Now, a reminder here again that he lost the Republican primary election this week. But again, what the Fourth Circuit said does matter because unfortunately, what happened on January 6, 2021 might not be the last time that this ever happens. So let's go all the way back to 1868. In the wake of the Civil War, the United States, as we know, adds the 14th Amendment to our Constitution. As I said briefly, it's most famous for the Equal Protection Clause and the Due Process Clauses. But a lesser known provision is aimed at barring members of the Confederacy from holding certain public offices. It says anyone who engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against our country or who gave aid or comfort to those who did should be disqualified from holding certain offices. Now, the Constitution said that those people could be basically requalified if two-thirds of both the House and the Senate voted, saying, yes, this person is, in fact, eligible. Now, fast forward four years, Congress passes the Amnesty Act of 1872, and that act basically provides that the disqualification provision in the 14th Amendment that we just talked about, it no longer applied to people who might have engaged in an insurrection before the law was passed. Now, Cawthorn argued, I think, frankly, nonsensically, that that 1872 law lifted the eligibility bar in the 14th Amendment for any person who any time in the future might engage in an insurrection or a rebellion and then run for office. It's basically an argument that boils down to the idea that the Amnesty Act of 1872 just repealed that disqualification clause of the 14th Amendment. Now, I'm saying it's an illogical argument. Unfortunately, in March, a federal trial court judge agreed. But fortunately, this week, a three-judge panel of the Fourth Circuit corrected that error. And the key part of that Fourth Circuit decision says, consistent with statutory text and context, we hold that the 1872 Amnesty Act removed the 14th Amendment's eligibility bar only for those whose constitutionally wrongful acts occurred before its enactment. Meaning that 1872 act we've been talking about, it didn't say anybody in the future who might engage in an insurrection or rebellion. The 14th Amendment bar doesn't apply to you. You go ahead and run for office. It was just backward looking. Now, this is a decision not 
about Cawthorn. It's not about Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's about whether our Constitution allows us to say that people who seek to undermine or even overthrow our government are barred from serving as representatives in that government. Or put another way, this ruling is important because it reminds us, it tells us that what our country decided after the Civil War, when it passed the 14th Amendment, when it made that part of the Constitution in 1868, it says that you can't try and set the Constitution on fire and then run for an office that requires you to take an oath to uphold the Constitution. Now, we certainly hope that we don't have to use this provision of the Constitution again, but what matters is that we have the Fourth Circuit saying, it's there, it has legal effect, we can use it if we need to. So that's what I wanted to say about that legal development. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm going to remind you, please subscribe, please rate, review. It makes a big difference. We wish you all some peace during this week. 